Hello and welcome to Side Dish. I'm Eric Ozepa. And I'm Brady Stubble. Alright. Are you uh, are you are you hearing anything? Can't you can't hear, hear anything? No, can't hear you can't myself. hear yourself? Huh. Can't hear yourself think? Can I yeah, you gotta, gotta, I gotta, you gotta chew lean, on this thing? You gotta lean into it there, buddy. You can't oh. be too far away. Well, I keep talking. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're, uh, we're, all, uh, we're recording in a new studio, so... Yeah, uh, yeah this is sure. So. You're, you're really gonna have to get much closer. Four inches. What, four. Are, you, what are you, four feet away? I don't know. <laughs> all right, My let's gosh. go. Let's Wait a second. Okay, so I'm Eric Ozempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. Yes, and Brady, it's so awesome to have you back here again. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I tried to do it solo. It really didn't work out so well. Yeah, it's sort of a banter style... Yeah. Yeah, it started banter solo. Yeah, banter. So you're feeling better? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully keep on the up and up. Yeah, Today good. I'm good. Yeah. I can't promise, but. So, as we like to say, side dish is all the news you want to know, but not the news you need to know. So, I forgot our tagline. So, that's, that's exactly probably, it. yeah. yeah. Again, just, you discombobulated being in a new studio and yeah, everything. It's so, a, it's, crazy. it's a whole thing. So, how yeah. you been? What's going on with you? What's what's new in the. I'm great. I've actually been really good. Um, We, let's see. Uh, I purchased online a, a few trees. So I'm planning, oh. I'm planting persimmon trees in my yard. I'm going to tr- jump into that and leap into that and see if it works out. Per, those are those orange things, right? Yeah, Persimmon. it looks like a tomato growing off of a tree. Yeah. Yeah. So what do they taste like? They're awesome. They're like honey and apricot, and it's just really awesome. I mean, okay. the texture kind of puts some people off because they can be really squishy sometimes. So my wife is like, okay, it's an overripe tomato. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have to pick it. It has to – the ones in America that are cold, hardy – have to fall off the tree in order for them to be tasty. to be tasty. If yeah. they don't, if you don't let them fall off the tree, if you pick them too early, they're astringent and they're kind of gross. Apparently, astringent. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to try it. Okay. Supposedly, they can be cold hardy, and we'll see what happens. Well, best but of luck to you on that one. I know. I'm pretty yeah. excited about it, though. I'm excited about spring. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I sounded like I was Mr. Downer, you know, one of the recorded episodes I did without you, and I was talking about how gloomy the winter was, and yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It's so. uh, it ain't great out there right now. Yeah. If anybody's wondering, it's that it's the day, it's that that Monday, Tuesday, Tuesday, where it's like <laughs> cold and windy. I woke up this morning and heard the wind chimes going nuts, and it's like okay, yeah. And the I mean, other than the old house, and I got a dog door at the back door, and it's just cocked open about thirty degrees all the yeah. time because the. Whatever the winds do, it's just sucking air right Exactly. It. It's just, yeah. So you have one of those houses like I do where you open the front door and the back door happens to be open, yeah. and also the back door just slams shut. Yeah. 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 No, Luckily, a, nobody's hand is in there or anything like that. So no. That's good. I yeah. Mean, so, yeah. Well, that's cool. Stuff. All right. So, um, let's see. Uh, how are you feeling? You're feeling okay, though, right? Yeah. I mean, for the moment. Good. Yeah. Getting I mean, better that's a, that's on a, the mend. Who knows? Yeah, we're not going to isolate you or anything yet? No, okay. it's nothing like that. I'm okay, just taking good. a quarantine. Okay. Let's not get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> not get on that rabbit hole. All no, right. nothing like that. No, so we'll do a buzz. I, I will say that okay. I, I said I didn't have much, uh, but there is slated to be some road work on Pike, Pike Road. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what I, are you doing the road, road work or what are you, what, wh- why are you mentioning this? Are you working on it or? What, I'm just, just joking. We no. talk about yeah. news. We road. talk about things. Yeah. Eric, do you, yeah. are you okay? <laughs> series of small strokes. Yes. We're on a podcast right now, Eric. We're talking about things that are happening in Longmont. No, uh, apparently there's going to be some uh, road work on Pike, and they're going to widen it, adding another lane going to the, if I've got this right, to the west. So Pike from I Main Street, basically, Main. to um, Hover. Hover, I think that's You think it's widening? Yeah. So are they widening... Both lanes of traffic? Just the just one, the they one. said. And I skimmed oh. it on the way over here, and I had the, the little blurb. Mm. I was gonna have so you're full my, of information. My really, computer died, and yeah. then there's no Yeah, way, there's dog ate your homework, here. and you couldn't get it. And actually, yeah. my printer died. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just got to print all this stuff. My printer won't turn on. 
If anybody wants to donate money to buy a radio printer front, <laughs> go let me know. Go find me inside this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, a little light on the details, but no, they're gonna and they're, apparently they're gonna put a median in and some other uh, traffic calming stuff, and they could use it. Like it's it's kind of a wild ride down there, and there's a bunch of development going on, and that's where my brother got a job on Pike. Oh, so, really? Is he coming back? Yeah, yeah. Coming so you can harass me locally now. Yeah, we get him in here. He good. can talk about I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Okay, sounds good. Uh, he'd, he'd love it. That's cool. Um, so when are they moving back? Uh, end of March. Fantastic. Yeah. That's March. great. Yeah, well, good for you. That's excited. awesome. Have him close by, and he'll harass you too. Yeah, he's good um, All right, so other buzz around town. One of the things I noticed recently is I was over at Cafe Luna this morning, or Luna Cafe, if you will. Okay. And about two weeks ago, I'm thinking to myself, I'm in that back area where the restroom is, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself... Gosh, you know, if they got rid of these books, they'd be able to put in a ton more tables. Mm-hmm. Well, lo and behold, what do they do? Jim got my memo, the owner of, <laughs> of Luna Cafe. This you know, I put place, in a suggestion box. This place stinks. <laughs> you ever sell any books? Get rid of the books. Yeah, no. Of the books. So, no, I went in there, and it was like, wow, there's more tables back there. Oh, it's yeah. kind of cleaned up. Now, if I can just convince them to paint the floor. Yeah. The I floors, told him, I said, paint the floor. I, the, fl- the floors could use some work. I yeah. used to like really be into the kitch of like the, you know, and it's kind of like, yeah. They it just looks it. dirty. It, yeah. It yeah, could use yeah. it. So it could I told it. him, you know, he goes, what kind of paint? I said, no, no, gym paint, basement paint. You know, there's lots of paint. So. I, I think they make floor paint. Exactly. <laughs> I would go with floor paint. <laughs> yeah, I paint, would too. Paint designed to go onto floors. That's and heck, I even volunteered that I'd go over and do it for him. Free of charge. Really? Free of charge. You're gonna Piece of cake. I love doing stuff like that. Floor paint, easy. <laughs> love that. Floors. No. Oh my god. It's my specialty. Painting oh, floors. Man. I think yeah. it, it probably needs to be resurfaced. It's probably the drag of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's really cool. It looks really nice over there. I encourage people to check it out. Um, I for all for, I, I gotta say for all the stick we give Luna, I I like Luna. I, I do. do like Luna. I, I like do in there. So yeah. um, don't. We'll take our, our good-natured ribbing the wrong way. Yeah, we're just ribbing him, yeah. so it's no big deal at all. Um, the bid 46 space will go up for lease soon. That's the one on the corner of Long's Peak and Kaufman. So I thought maybe that there was no lease sign or anything like that. What's well, going to go in there, least. Get your, your magic wand, your divining rod, or whatever you'd use, to your crystal ball. Yeah. What's going to go in there? I don't know. I was going to ask you the same question, so you've really thrown me. Uh, gosh. Oh, what, the turns you know, have tabled. <laughs> a bank? No. <laughs> I was going to guess the financial place. No, um, I hope not. I hope I not really too. hope it's a restaurant. I really hope there's yeah. something. Maybe it's not like it was, but maybe it's more of a I think if I were if I were somebody going there, I'd probably counter to what Long Speak Pub is. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't make it fine fine dining or ultra fine dining cuz as I understand the kitchen's not big enough to support that anyway. Right, it's a lot of space. But right. you'd probably want to go maybe ethnic cuisine or something like that. Yeah, or like an Indian, like place Indian or, restaurant or, or, or something, you know, something like that. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Um, I Meaning, mean, I, I don't think you want to make it low end right. and compete head to head with Long Street. Not when I mean houses in that area are going yeah. for half a million dollars yeah. a piece. That's exactly. insane. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see what's going on in there. Uh, I mean, my guess would be another restaurant. I like the idea of a wine bar, but I never really felt compelled to go. Sit, you know. Well, and, and the other thing, too, let's be frank about wine bars. There have been several wine bars in in and around Longmont and Boulder as well, yeah. and none of them have been successful. So it is beer country. What is it telling you about yeah. it? I mean, I love wine. Right. But I don't want to go, oh, I need to go get some wine at a wine bar. Right. No, I, I don't mind having a glass of wine if I'm out at a place. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I like going to, a, I always feel like it's a, it's a whole thing. There's like yeah. a barrier, like a, like a, an initial energy, as you would say, yeah. like ah, I gotta really work myself, and then you go and enjoy yourself. But like, ah, I gotta go. I'm gonna go drink wine all night, all, all night, stay all night. <laughs> <laughs> Two in the morning before I get back. Exactly. Go to the wine bar. Exactly. When I make going to the wine bar. 
make make the yeah. best of it. Yeah, so that'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I really, again, like I said, if it's something of a restaurant, I think that would be awesome. I am not. Are you opposed to a chain? Would you be opposed to a chain? I would there? love a chain. Okay. I don't. I think we're so anti-chain downtown. I think it's fascinating. I, I'm just kind of anti-chain most of the time. So cheap huts okay or not okay? I've never eaten there. Okay. Well. Okay. I guess it's a chain. Right? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Long Speak Pub is a chain too. Is it? Yeah. This is part of the Mountain Sun. Mountain Sun. Yeah. Well, it's not like a national. So what's the definition of a chain then? Is it well, one restaurant, like two restaurants, three restaurants? Yeah. yeah. Like you got a few. It's fine. But I like. Know. What 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 I personally don't like is that like there's upsides and downsides to this because you could go to a McDonald's yeah in Minnesota you could drive all the way across the country and eat at a McDonald's for every meal that yeah. you ever have and there's some stability in that which is kind of neat but at the same time it washes out a lot of the local flavor yeah and they they're I mean with the national supply chains again blah, blah, blah. so I like a local business you know you don't mm -hmm. always want to go to one but there's there's a couple of goes. I mean, I'll eat it like Chipotle once in a while. In a <gasps> it's a no, chain, you know. No. Um, they'll do the GF thing for me. But actually, if you think about that, that would be cool downtown, like a Chipotle or something like I think that. Chipotle I'm thinking is about not like cool anymore. people. It's not really that cool. I would agree with that. Yeah. It used to be kind of hip and kind it of cool. It was, but oh, not can't so wait till much our Chipotle. Anymore. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Anyway. But no, I mean, for me, it's like I think about people downtown who are working in somewhere where you can get a grab and go. Yeah. Would be really nice, and you know, you cheap hat, cheap hat, smoking bolt. Nah, not really. Well, like the Johnny's, the Longmont, the hot dog place. Yeah, like yeah, but I mean, that's far away. So I'm talking about within proximity of like down, downtown. You know, like that's you can get a slice that's of pizza main, or a sandwich, or in Johnny's, you're right. Could be. A, well, no, there's a Rosalie's down there. I was yeah. gonna say it could be a pizza place. There isn't one, but there is. Like there Avos. Are, yeah. yeah. So there's. But. I don't know. But there's tons of them anyway. We're, um, the, the, we're, we're literally kinda, any kind of restaurant exactly. might be in there. our prediction. <laughs> exactly. Isn't this great? All the news you want to know, even though we don't know any Yeah, at this point, no. they're just yeah. like, stop waffling. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then Westside Tavern, this kind of cool uh, uh, information about them is they did the expansion. They got rid of the bathroom inside, and then they put it outside. Or well, expanded it's, it. It's well, not, not outside, like it's an outhouse. But, right. But yeah, put it. Just go through the wall. <laughs> The Williamsons were really nice about it. <laughs> so, um, no, our friend John was telling us that they're actually looking to expand underneath the building right. like a cellar. And I could and see I why. And I think that would be the coolest thing in the world. I mean, if you've never been in, it's a very cool hipstery kitsch place. Um, lots of really neat uh, design features to it. Um, like they got that... The, the ceiling's kind of a wood slat with spaces between yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, nice lighting fixtures. It's, it's a funky place. It's been well-designed. And... It looks like they're doing well because I live close by and uh, it's it's hard to get through there when people are there and it's not like it, it's a slightly more expensive. It's not prohibitively expensive, but um, it seems like they're doing pretty well. And the space being so small, I could see where they would really want to maximize that space if they're yeah. doing well. To yeah. So no, I think cool. it's, I mean, what a great model. They really do have a successful, it's really neat to see a successful restaurant in that space. Not to say Richard's wasn't successful, but this one's pretty booming. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And then, um, <coughs> gosh, following up on my Oscar Blues rant, I've, I've had lots of news about Oscar Blues. And so they closed the Oak Room. Um, I had heard this because the seltzer sales are, are booming. They are you a these. seltzer guy? Eh. Hard seltzer? I don't get it. My, my daughter really likes it. And I just yeah. was like... 
if you really want to get totally tanked and not really tasting anything, I mean, why not? That's kind you of know, the thing. It's like drinking Everclear or something like that. I, <laughs> <laughs> drinking Everclear. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, there's been a couple funky things with it. I've tried different flavors and stuff, and <laughs> I read some funny comments at one point about people making fun of LaCroix. And it's, oh, yeah. like, yeah. it's like when they were making it, they had a lemon next to the can. like, Or it's yeah. like... Um, yeah. You know, somebody's shouting it, like, a flavor name at you from the next room or something. And I feel like when they have these flavored drinks, they're like, eh, I don't well, know. Well, I think Hart Seltzer, to me, reminds me of the Bartles and James of the 80s. Yeah. So it's uh, like, the, yeah, uh, way before your time, but it's I like remember the wine the cooler. Yeah, yeah. The wine coolers. And it's like, okay, but wine coolers at least had, like, some sweetness flavor to it. I And seltzer has a flavor to it, too, and it's some sweetness, but it's just not. I, I don't, just not I don't mind them, but I, I, yeah. it would never be the one that I would grab. Yeah. So I don't so know. So let's bring back Zima. So the Okram's that. going out. You yeah, Okram's gone. Really? Yeah, March. March really? 1st, yeah. I thought it was a nice venue. Oh, it's an awesome venue. I'm glad you listen to the podcast, too, when you're not here. So yeah. that's, that's great. I was yeah. sleep deprived. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, it was a good venue. We're going to come back with a special guest. Um, join us in just a bit. All right, welcome back. We are joined by Jessica Carson. She is with the uh, band Clestine Amigo. Clestine. Oh, clandestine. No. <laughs> clandestine. No, that's not clandestine. 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 Clandestine is how we say it. We yes. used to say clandestine, and then we played a house concert um, for this really awesome couple, and the lady at the beginning of the show was, said, I was in the CIA, and I just want to let you know it's clandestine. Mm. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> ever She's since then. She's bringing it, huh? Yes. Yeah. Ever since then, we've said clandestine. Well, welcome in, Jessica. You have you. lots of many hats that you wear in the community. And so can you first start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Like, where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Yeah. How'd you get to Longmont? Yeah. I grew up in a really small town in Texas and went to college for uh, music business and voice. So there's a commercial music program in West Texas. And... Um, you know, spent a few years there. Actually, that's where I started my band, Clandestine Amigo. And then I kind of gave it up um, when I moved up here with, who's now my ex-husband. But we moved up here in 2009. Mm-hmm. And I've been up here ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. what do you think of Longmont? Well, I just I just think the world of it. I actually um, <laughs> bought a house last year. Did you? Yep. Dang, I like it that much. Thank oh, you. Nice. That I want to really nice. stay and plant roots and be here. May we ask what part of town you live in? Yes. I live just west of the YMCA. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's a good spot. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Good mm-hmm. job. Being Thank local you. and being close by and proximity to just about everything. I love yes. the good job. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Wait a, you know, I'm a dad. You know, I say these things all the time. You, you know, yeah, so I feel job. proud of it, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I think because I did music full time for about 10 years and lived on that um, very minimal income. Yeah. Um, being able to buy a house felt like quite an accomplishment. Yeah, I no. had to work all the time for like two years and pretend like I didn't have any money. Yeah, forgive my smarmy friend but. here. It doesn't really, uh, you know, he's just loaded <laughs> with money, so he doesn't really care. You know, it's like, like, like super five entitled. Go, yeah, yeah. Like, good job. <laughs> no. It just seems a little condescending. No, uh, no, it's no actually, no, it's I really cool. It. So I'd be you. very proud of it. So then, like, um, you know, Texas takes over half of Colorado basically during the summer. Yes. So had you been here before? Yeah, okay. um, started touring up here in 2006, I think okay. it was. Okay. Came up here a few times, loved it every time. So specifically to Longmont or specifically Colorado? Yeah, to Longmont actually. Okay. So we did shows in Boulder and Fort Collins, but we had a couple of friends that moved to Longmont. Um, hmm. I think 
he worked at IBM. Okay. And so he transferred up here and they lived in Longmont. And so when we came up here, we stayed with them and just really, really fell in love with it. We did a show at Left Hand Brewery, which was at that time 12 or 13 years ago now. That was the only place that hosted music. I think maybe besides the Eagle Grill, which has since closed. Which was kind of frightening. It was like a super divey. Yeah, it was (laughs) divey biker bar, basically. But it felt like being in Texas. Where where was Eagle Grill? Eagle Grill, 17th and Hover. It was on Hover, yeah. Whereabouts? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, in the Safeway Shopping Center. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, it's a mecca for, uh, it really just draws a lot of foot traffic. It does. People love to just walk in. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the (laughs) music scene has improved, obviously, considerably since then. Definitely. Yeah, Yeah, there's so much going on. Um, Music every night of the week, multiple places to be found in Longmont. Open mics, jams, shows, um, festivals, all sorts of stuff happening now. So speaking of festivals, you actually helped coordinate the Winter Walkabout. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, the yeah. Winter Walkabout Music yeah. Showcase. Yeah, so, so tell us about that. That um, We just did our second year, um, February 1st of this year. It kind of started, actually when I started my job at the Chamber of Commerce, the downtown development authority their office was just right across the hall um they've since moved and gotten a a really sweet office with great floors and lots of space which i'm envious of but um i i started at the front desk at the chamber and so just like right in my line of view was colin argus who works at the ldda he's their marketing and events person And he's just a hilarious, really good-natured person, and we became pretty fast friends. And as little things like office parties and such would pop up, we ended up talking about music because he likes to go see music, and he does the 4th and Kimbart concerts and other things with the LDDA. And I was like, you know what? I want to have some kind of thing that's like Foco MX. I don't know if you've ever been to that in Fort Collins. Oh, yeah. But it's, yeah, multiple shows at different venues in one day. Yeah. And he said, it's weird that you say that because I've been thinking about the exact same thing. And so, you know, we just kind of would reference it and mention it here and there. And I ended up in the kitchen with Kimberly McKee. And she says, you know, I know that you're really in the music scene. And if, if you ever have ideas. And I was like, I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I would Kismet. like to. Yeah. yeah. So Colin and I met about it. And we fleshed it out and made you know, as much of a budget as we could, just guesswork. Um, and he's the venue liaison, so he gets all the all the venue locations um, in place and on board, and then I do the schedule, so I book all the music. Um, we both did sponsorships and volunteer coordinating. So it was quite a lot. Um, the first year was 12 venues, 33 shows in one day. Wow. And then an after party. And then this year we had 17 venues and 52 shows and an after party. Wow. Any idea on how many people attended? Yeah. So um, the first year we had 550 tickets available and we sold out. And then we also had extra foot, foot traffic because the venues being the first year, they didn't really want to close for business because mm-hmm. they didn't know what it would be like. But it, it was crazy the wow. first year. Um <clears throat> This year, we had 750 tickets available. We sold it out and still had people that wanted tickets, but... Um, Got to find your Longmont area scalpers. You know, <laughs> you know, Brady, I think we have a side business here. Yeah. We need to, like, buy some buy of these tickets, the tickets, like a big 
block of them. Yeah, yeah. sell them. And then you they'll be numbered, that. and they'll be like, uh, guys, you know, this is kind of not super legit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just see side dish. Yeah. Oh, it's side dish. Well, you know, yeah. side dish used to be this sort of eh, cool podcast. podcast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then they got, yeah, they, they sort of got pinched because they're idiots. Turned <laughs> into side hustle. Yeah. It's side hustle. Sounds exactly. like the yeah. ticket scalpers. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So give us a vari- like a typical variety venue. Like, was it? So um, the, the venues are genre uh, uh, curated by genre. Okay. And so we had a singer-songwriter venue, um, bluegrass venue, Americana. The, the typical things that you would find in Longmont. But then we had... Um, uh, an alternative rock venue. Mm, we have a blues talking. venue, a jazz slash gypsy jazz venue. Um, there's a lot of original music here, which I wanted to highlight. So yeah. in addition to the singer-songwriter venue, we had a cover or a, a local original band venue and then a cover band venue somewhere else. So then the venues so. themselves, were they like local breweries? Um, everything or? was downtown okay. within walking distance. So the ones kind of on the outlier Pieces of the map were 300 Sons, Georgia Boys, Bootstrap, um, St. Vrain Cidery, Long Tucky Spirits, and the Firehouse, okay. and the Elks Lodge. Those were all outside. Everything else was on Main Street. Wait, a lot of Can, those are just, I mean, I just, talking about all of the development and, like, this, the music scene uh-huh. blowing up, yeah. like, it's like, wow, a lot of those are just, like, they wouldn't have even been right. here when you moved here, when no. I moved here. Mm-mm. That's crazy. I really want to know if the Elk Lodge, like, hosted the alternative rock or... They were actually our headliner band. venue. <laughs> right? uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guitars, et cetera, did the rock, oh, okay. which yeah, was a perfect sense. space yeah, for it. Uh, that awesome. tracks, uh, they've got a lot of a lot of electric guitars in there. Yes. Yes, yes uh, they do. Yeah, and well, they have a sweet Brady, space. Since it's a music instrument place. So you know, Eric, there are multiple types of guitars. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're, I'd say they have a decent acoustic selection, but it's not exactly expansive. They're electric guitar. They've got a lot of electric guitars. You're going to go all electric guitar. Well, okay. I, I, yeah. I, have, I play guitar. I mean... Do you not know this? I didn't know that. Yeah, no. I play. I have like no. six guitars. Well, you didn't know I fly fish, so no, I did. Yeah. It's true. I no, know. I also yeah. Um, do I, you play in a band? I, I don't do know not anything play in a band. about you. No, yeah. Well, I give you my backstory. Uh, no, I um, I started playing guitar when I was real young, and I uh, bought my first Fender Stratocaster when I was working at the High V back in New Ulm, Minnesota. All nice. right, yeah, nice. My, my dad told me it was a mistake that I would give it up within three months, and I still I don't play as much as I used to, but now I mostly play old sort of folk thumpy things. I got a uh, Yamaha country jumbo. That's just a, an absolute beast to get your shoulder around. And then but you still play. Yeah, I still play. Take yep. that dad. Yeah. Take that dad. Yeah. In your Wrong. face. In your yeah. face. Dad. In your face. <laughs> face dad. No, so that's, I mean, I, I played in a band when I was a kid, but I haven't you know, cool. played with other people in a long time. So, so that's, yeah, that's, that's me. If anybody's. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, when we're, yeah, when we're, uh, actually it'll be the Jessica and Eric podcast. Now we'll get <laughs> Brady next time. So, yeah. Well, um, so uh, getting back to, to our guest, that's me, <clears throat> Jessica, she, she asked, <laughs> I did ask, I was curious. Yeah. So, um, what are the plans for the band? Like, how are things going? Very well. Nice. Um, we just finished recording six videos that we did, um, kind of in a live setting. And I'll be releasing those um, one per month for the next six months. Hmm. I put all my music on Patreon. I don't know if you are familiar mm-hmm. with Patreon. Yep. But honestly, I know that I'll get a smaller audience than I will if everything's on Spotify and the regular streaming services. But I, it's, it's a bit of a, a strategic move for me, I guess. I'm not really trying to tour and, and like quote unquote hit it big. And um, 
just want to stay in Longmont? I do. There's yeah. a lot of stuff I want to do here, you know. Um, but And playing shows around Colorado is totally enough for me. So putting things on Patreon, it's a smaller audience, but I actually get compensated more in one month than I have in 10 years Holy of Spotify. Now, do you iTunes. know about Bandcamp? You must know about yeah. Bandcamp. Not, yeah. not as much. As far as compensation? Is I'm not sure that. about the compensation yeah. on that. I would think it would, it's, it's probably similar. Kind of the same model, yeah. basically. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. The, the model for being funded for doing work that's hard to value a lot of times, because there's, mm-hmm. pe- there's people who make content for YouTube or who make science videos or who make music. There's a, this new, I mean, side, side pod, podcast too, for example. If you don't have a natural revenue stream and you don't want to pay Google Music or Spotify or whatever to to do this for you, there is a direct way to do it now. And I think it's fascinating how much people are willing to put into music. And they Mm -hmm. say, I value what you're doing. I'll just give you $5. And you have enough people doing that. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, and that that, um, funding, I just kind of use it as a savings account. And I save it up until I have enough to make something. And so I had enough to shoot videos and pay someone to do the videos and the audio mixing. And so now there are videos that exist hey. because of Patreon. Well, congratulations there. Thank That's you. really good. No, and, and I mean this in all sincerity. So your voice is amazing. Well, you thank you. You really, I mean, I'm, I was just shocked. Like when you sent us some music, I was like, holy cow. Oh. I mean, well, I'm not a huge club dude. So yeah, I don't. Me either. Uh, I'm not a club dude. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, I'm not a club dude. So I don't really know. <laughs> like I don't go to a lot of live music. So I really yeah. don't know the music scene here. But yeah. No, we were. So impressed. We're ever so grateful to have your Thank music you. to, to feature on our podcast, too, as cool. well. And so if you know other artists, too, that might be interested in mm-hmm. being featured, we'd love to do that as well. So we put out calls, but obviously we don't have the network. No, sure. no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Or the cre- street cred. To right. Do it, so. Yeah. We've got to get our Patreon yeah. set up and then get our, our, our network right. base out and get our tendrils out in the world yeah. and people just be flocking. So then what, um, what the winter walk about, like, what are your plans for next year then? Kind of the same time frame, just mm-hmm. make it grow it and make it larger or. Yeah. We're yeah. going to try and do it the first Saturday of February every year. That's um, fantastic. and the idea behind that, there were a few things that drove that decision. So one, all the musicians that I know and love that are top notch, they're not touring in February, they're home. Yeah. So yeah. then they don't have that much to do. So getting to do a festival in the middle of winter, they're probably going to be available, which was the case. The second factor was that's the slowest economic month for businesses. Mm. And to have a reason for people to come out and spend a little money is huge that yeah. month. Yeah. So all those things help. Plus, I know for me, you know, you get into two or three months of winter and you're just getting <sighs> cabin fever. Yeah, what do you do? You paint, know, yeah. Paint the ceilings. Exactly, like, yeah. Like, like, I can't leave the house. Watch it's your It's too cat dark to insulation. paint the ceilings. What <laughs> yeah. stupid cat. Yeah, so yeah. just having something to do in the winter when most people are getting bored and ready awesome. to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So So what have we asked you that you would love to let our listeners know about? Mm-hmm. Either you um, or the band or anything else? Yeah, we are, we are working on an album right now, which... Um, I had originally thought would go a different way, but I kind of, after, well, I thought I would make it myself like most artists do now. No, okay. Um, But through a weird, like, this led to this, led to this, led to this kind of um, scenario, I fell into a a deal with a company in Boulder. Sounds shady. Super shady. Oh, my God. Don't trust. Don't trust deals. In a bag of cash? No. Not yet. (laughs) 
but I'm still waiting for that. Right, okay. um, Nixon masks offers you a record <laughs> contract. Yeah, so it's kind of a kind of a cool, unique opportunity. There's a company in Boulder called PS Audio, mm-hmm. and they build really high-end audio equipment for audiophiles, and they sell it nationwide. They've been around for decades, and um, they want to start a label mm. of music that is recorded in a medium called DSD that's or super audio. So a good way to kind of, it's hard to wrap your brain around at first, but a CD is typically recorded between 40 and 48 K bits per second. That's how much information is captured per second. DSD records at 2.8 million bits per second. uh, So it's like really high definition for your ears. Wow. And it's, it's incredible. The first time I heard it, I actually heard um, the Daft Punk album, uh, mm-hmm. Random Access Memories. <laughs> um, and they actually recorded that album in DSD really? on a board called the Sonoma. And I'm working with the engineer that designed that board. And so I listened to their album and I was smiling so big I couldn't close my mouth because it just <laughs> like I've listened to that album a lot and I've never heard it like that. And then he showed me some other things of just simple, like one person with guitar. I think it was a Daniel Rodriguez track that he played me. Yeah. And I kind of like was looking around like behind me, like, is there somebody in the room? I mean, it feels like they're in the room right, with you. Right. It's incredible. That's I've never really experienced cool. music I, that way. Man. Holy cow. That's I amazing. I, I mean, I was never good enough as a musician to, to do anything with it really, but um, I do think of audio engineering as being a, a pretty fascinating thing because you oh, hear yeah. all these different things. I remember walking too close to like sound insulation mm-hmm. at one point and like I got really close and I felt like I was going to fall over. And it's sure. just like, because all of a sudden it was like all of the noise is gone in the one ear and I could uh-huh. hear everything in the other ear. And it was, it's wild. And that whole experience that you get from sound and soundscapes and different ways of putting things together is, is really cool. And with mm-hmm. a medium like that, it sounds like there's a lot you could do with it. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it really is incredible, and so must be fun for you. At yeah. first, it was kind of nerve wracking because it's like it's like seeing your face super close to a mirror. <laughs> like, oh god, is you that what I look every, like? You can, you can hear, everything. hear yeah. you can hear every mouth noise. I mean, it it's <clears throat> just it's so high definition that you yes. I mean, you can hear like. <laughs> like all, all of those things. You know, we're going to do a they're podcast just, just mouth Oh noise. my God. They're just peppered through the whole thing. <laughs> but honestly, it's taught me a lot about my singing technique mm-hmm. and my mic usage and just being able to gauge myself, hearing it in that high definition. It has changed the way that I perform my shows. I believe it. Wow. Because listening yeah. to yourself is hard enough, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, that's worse, not right. It's worse it's, to listen to Brady. But anyway, go <laughs> I can tell you guys love each other. We do. It's we good. do love each other. It's a good other. thing. Yeah. I got to yeah. come. Sort of. He's yeah. got to come. Yeah. 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 No, but it's, it, you know, it is like, and then to, to hear all those little foibles, you didn't know what you were making. Mm-hmm. You hear yourself blinking too much or something. It's like, oh, yeah. wow. I'm it's incredible. That, yeah. Well, and just hearing the difference in, like, when I get in the top of my range, I have a tendency to either, like, bring up my chest voice all the way so it's like a really loud, meaty note or I flip into my head voice mm-hmm. and put more air into it. Right. And just hearing it back and figuring out which decision to make, which one sounds better, 
has been a really cool experience. Yeah, if you can so. get past the like the sort of self cringe, there's yeah. a lot to learn from like this type of recording. That sounds yeah. really so it's been cool. And the engineer, his name is Gus Guinness. He actually lives in Longmont. Oh, that's he's awesome. just hanging yeah. out here yeah. with us, you know, <laughs> hanging out at the breweries. That's and stuff. such a great segue, Jessica. We really appreciate you hanging out with us for a yeah. while too, as well. For and me. I will try to get over the tragedy of listening to my own voice. Um, <laughs> this and we should get you guys on DSP. Gosh, I wanted to be a singer so oh, bad, but I really <laughs> suck. Yeah, you want to be a singer? I wanted to be a singer, but I stink. So oh. I was good in the fourth grade. You don't have yeah. to smell good to be a singer. I was like the star in fourth grade. Were you? Yeah, I was. Were you? I was Pablo in you the school worse. play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was good when I was in fourth grade. I was, now, I was the star. Now I was I the star. Yeah, yeah. I, I stink. But thank you so much for being here, and mm-hmm. thanks for everything you do for Longmont. Thank you. All right, and welcome back. Uh, we were so grateful to have Jessica with us. Yeah, she's cool. awesome. Really it's cool. A, just passionate about Longmont, passionate about music. It's really cool. Yeah, it's fun, it's fun to see those two things overlap. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. like, even when I moved here, we've been over this so many times, but you move and you go, ah, it's, a nice, it's sort of a sleepy town, not much going on. And then, boom, like you get all of this stuff where you can have music venues and, and cultural things happening in, in the, the town, the city. The city itself, the people of the city are embracing it, and it's growing, and it's like, that's neat. I mean, there's a lot of people who have... Like, ah, I don't like Longmont growing. You know, I don't like this pace. But it does come with, with certain upshots. So. Well, you can't stop progress, unfortunately. No, so it'd be nice to kind of to... freeze everything in time, but you can't. So, right. Yeah. Can't go home again. Yeah. But anyway, I don't care what anybody says, Jessica. I, congratulations on the house. You know, Brady's just, you know. <laughs> I just really thought it was like so a... many mansions and cabins. He yeah. doesn't care. Money's just just coming out of my depression here so anyway let's get on to events uh i have one that i wanted to mention it is the city of longmont art and public places is a call for entry for their artist on the move from 2020 to 2021 the art and public places commission is seeking to display unique original artwork in a diverse range and media that will be displayed in public places for approximately one year selected artists will receive a stipend of a thousand dollars per accepted piece Submissions are due no later than March 29th, 2020, and are exclusively accepted through the Call for Entry website. So if you go on to Google Art and Public Places, you can find that Call for Entry website. Neat. Again, you know, just progressive stuff that town's doing. It's pretty cool. I have the Foodie Culinary Quiz Tournament Round 1. So uh, this will be out on the 2nd of March, and it looks like the first date for this is March 3rd. They have three days. Easy, March 3rd, medium is March 10th, and then the hard uh, quiz is going to be on March 24th at 6.30 p.m. So you're there to prove your culinary acuity. I kind of like this because I used to work with kids a lot. Questions on general general culinary knowledge, including but not limited to terms, techniques, ingredients, history, facts. Questions will start off on the easier side and get progressively more difficult. So weird event, kind of fun. It's at the 300 Sons uh, Brewing, and it's hosted by the Scratch Kitchen owner, uh, Chef Nate Say. And like I say, I, I do get on there for the burgers once in a while because I get the GF. And now they have a GF bun. And I'm going I'm to say they used to have uh, fried bread in butter that they put the GF. Because GF bread's never good. Yeah. But you fry anything in butter, it's pretty good. And I kind of missed that. And I appreciate that they went the extra mile to get the separate uh, buns. But I, I do. I you kind of miss the bread and butter super thing. Good. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty um, cool. So, so what is a culinary quiz? Well, they're just going like, to ask you a bunch of questions on like, like culinary stuff. General public, or is it a chef? Or what no, I think it's, it's so. It's the team with the highest overall tournament score wins chef's table, five course dinner, and beer pairing for six people at a mutually agreed upon uh, date and time. Teams of six players, free to play, uh, and there will be small prizes uh, at the end of each night. You may play one, two, or three quiz nights, but your team must register the first night and play all three nights to win the chef's table prize. 
Very remember? cool. Yeah, that's like fun, awesome. right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of just a funky. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I, this one I could actually be con- convinced to do. You know, I don't like to leave my house, but yeah, I know um, you don't. This this yeah. could be fun. You just told me you'd be a musician, but you'd never leave your house, which kind of makes it difficult to be a musician if yeah. you're not willing to go anywhere. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and you have another exciting one there too. That I put right in your alley because you I are love, the weather guy. I love small town BS. I just yeah. love talking about weather, roads being repaved. Uh, gripe about the bike you are the small town BS. Yeah, guy. I love that. Yeah, uh, National Weather Service spotter training and weathering storms with stories. Meteorologist Scott Entrickin. Sure, okay, sounds good. Go with it. Okay, yeah. we'll present Skywarn spotter training as a trained weather spotter for the National Weather Service. You will become a vital cog in the severe weather warning process by providing a. What's going on there? By providing critical ground truth information to the National Weather Service, you will learn about specific cloud types, thunderstorm structures, and key visual features, which may lead to severe thunderstorms and tornadoes. So uh, you get this at the Carbon Valley Regional Library, 7 Park Avenue in Firestone on Wednesday, March 4th, 2020, 1 to 4 p.m. Ooh, it's kind of a long, long training. Yeah. That's serious business. So a splash of uh, stories will be added to the training. Uh, come on in and out of the cold and experience a mix of science and the art of storytelling. So that's pretty cool. Funky. Yeah. I, there's no like link or anything like that. Probably have to Google that to figure out how to sign up. I suppose. Uh, yeah, no, there's yeah. nothing on here. It just says, yeah. uh, yeah. So just look national weather service, spotter training and weathering storms with stories. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I love weather. I mean, we're obsessed with weather, but yeah. I took meteorology when I was in college. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. I think I that weather, was yeah. awesome. I just, I think that it's, it's pretty wild. We gripe about how they can't predict the weather at all, but it's a, it's a pretty, it's true though. Like, but yeah, but who can predict anything? I mean, if 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 I could predict the <laughs> financial markets, yeah, I know, but I'd make you know trillions of dollars. Right. So, I mean, I just like, think it's funny. Like we put so much pressure on meteorologists. You must know, and then we get grouse if it's. I mean, they go on know, TV. half an inch difference of the snowfall. That you go on the radio and you you say this is what's going to happen, and it doesn't. I think people just go like, "Wow, what's it worth?" But it is it is a difficult thing to. To predict. That's the yeah. that's the gist of it. Because you get one sensor wrong off by a degree or something, and the whole weather chatter pattern changes. I know. It's pretty cool. I know. It is really cool. Well, um, first of all, I wanted to say thanks to Jessica for joining us today and uh, for being our special guest. And let's see. I also want to thank Andy Epler for our intro music. Um, and then thanks to Clandestine. Sorry, Clandestine. Amigo. Regional dialect. For our music of the week. This is uh, Unsatisfied. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcast content. Make reach sure out to the show. Send us an email. Yeah. At reach info. out to the show at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Thanks, Brady. It's awesome that you're back. Yeah, feels good. You know, sometimes I feel Oh